Welcome, everyone, to Digging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Socks. I'm your host, Nate. No Jimbo today, so Jimbo has weddings this weekend. We couldn't get a time that worked out for both of us to record um, with the charity stream last night for me and him on the road today. So just me today, and we'll we'll keep it light, we'll keep it brief, but a couple of things that we want I want to talk about, anyways. So Number one, baseball starting back up. The All-Star break was fun. The All-Star game, 3-2. to two, Runs only scored in two of the 18 or so innings, you know, quote-unquote, um, 18 half innings. So only run, only runs scored in two of those. Good pitching game there. And uh, the American League won, obviously. And then the big thing from the weekend, home run derby. 21-year-old Julio Rodriguez against 23-year-old Juan Soto. That was really fun. Uh, that was actually incredible to see Julio hitting 81 home runs. Juan Soto not having to have that many because he was just hitting enough. He was always going second and just hitting enough to always beat the next the guy in front of him. You know, he didn't need to hit 32 home runs. He wasn't going first. And so he had – they both had excellent showings. Juan Soto, of course, won, wins a million bucks. Julio Rodriguez won $750,000 for second place, which is incredible because he only makes $700,000 this year as Major League Minimum. And so him making $750,000 for the Home Run Derby doubled his salary for the season. So shout out to Julio Rodriguez. His card prices exploded. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, I sure saw it because I had a couple Julio Rodriguez non-graded cards lying around. And... uh, base all the way up to 50 bucks i got 16 dollars for a paper base it was insane prices that i don't you know i wasn't expecting to sell for ever i just had the cards lying around so i'll take the money when i can get it especially for a base bowman chrome card um, those are a dime a dozen you can get it back later so if you are buying right now be wise don't be buying non-graded base currently wait until the excitement of the home run derby and the season gets underway and then buy back into Julio Rodriguez. Uh, But that was really fun. That was really fun and a really nice showing for youth in baseball. People are always like, Hey, we got to get, we got to get young guys watching the game. We got to get young girls watching the game. We have to get the youth into baseball. It's dying out. Well, one way to do that home run derby against a 23 year old and a 21 year old, and broadcast it out. Make sure people notice that there is a youth movement movement in baseball. There are fun, energetic guys, not just old dudes that are screaming at the clouds, right? So really good for baseball this weekend. I thought the uh, home run derby was great. The all-star game, it is what it is. Usually the home run derby and the celebrity all-star game are much more exciting for me than the actual all-star game. Um, I don't know how many people agree with that, but for me... The All-Star Game, just an exhibition, not really an impressive feat of power like the Home Run Derby is, and the Celebrity All-Star Game is obviously just ridiculous most of the years, and I enjoy watching guys like Hunter Pence hit one off the top of the outfield wall, almost hit a home run with a softball out of the entire, out of, out of the actual MLB park. So, having covered the All-Star Game, not much else to say about that. Julio Price is obviously going insane. That is the key takeaway from the weekend. There is one thing I want to talk to you about, and it is the trade deadline coming up. So with trade deadline season means that some of your favorite prospects 
and some of your favorite current MLB players are going to be on the move. And obviously, we've all heard about Juan Soto and how he's going to be on the move. Now, I highly doubt it's going to be this year. A trade of that magnitude probably is going to take a while and probably an offseason to figure out because that is going to be a massive trade. There is going to be a lot of moving parts. Uh, you got to know how much money you're going to be taking on. You got to figure out how comfortable of the amount of prospect capital you're going to be trading away. Um, the team acquiring him needs to figure out if they can sign him to an extension. And if they can't, maybe the price goes down. So many factors playing into a Juan Soto trade because of how valuable he is on a baseball field and how he hasn't signed an extension. So he doesn't have a $40 million price tag attached to his name for the next two years. There, reason, there will be reasonable years through arbitration, and that does factor into the value here. But also, it's only two years, two and a half if he gets traded at the deadline. That also factors into the into the value where if you're the Brewers and you know for a fact you just can't possibly sign Juan Soto to an extension, just no, no way, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade away Garrett Mitchell, Bryce Terang, Sal Freelich, Aaron Ashby, Ethan Small, Antoine Kelly. The list keeps going. You'll probably have to take a picture. Freddie Peralta signed to a really team-friendly deal through 2025. You know, maybe a reliever or two. Do you have to take off your major league club and all of your top prospects? Joey Weimer, um, Jackson Churio, to be able to sign him. And if you do that, if you trade a Jackson Churio and a Joey Weimer and an Aaron Ashby and a Freddie Peralta and a Garrett Mitchell and a Sal Freelich, and Bryce Terang, you have no top-end talent anymore, and you have Juan Soto for two years. Maybe you win a championship in the next two years with one more Juan Soto bat, but um, is it worth handicapping your team for the next 10 years by not having any of that potential star upside? I don't know. So you got to kind of then be able to sign him to an extension, which means a decent number of teams are out of the picture. The Brewers just can't afford to give Juan Soto $40 million a year. It's just not going to happen. If you give him $40 million and you give Christian Yelich his like $25 million, $65 million for a team that usually has $100 to $110 million payrolls on two guys is impossible, especially with guys going through arbitration, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, guys like that, just going to be getting way, way, way more expensive. So... You kind of got to figure out who these guys are going to get traded to and where. The big rumor, of course, is the Mets, and uh, we will get into that next week. This week, I am going to cover the American League teams that might be trading away players. Um, so we've got the top 100 here, and you can go through the top 100 and reasonably figure out who might get traded? The rumor is Francisco Alvarez is going to get traded from the Mets. And of course, I'll bring it up briefly. If you're trading the number two, soon to be number one prospect in baseball, once Riley Green is gone, you're not trading him for a bucket of balls. You know, you're trading him for the cream of the crop, which is Juan Soto. So if Francisco Alvarez is getting traded, there's either somebody out there, because it's not going to be Luis Castillo for Francisco Alvarez. There is going to be somebody out there that either we don't realize is going to get traded and a team is waving a red flag, or Juan Soto is going to become a Met. I don't know which, but I don't want to talk about the National League today. I just want to talk about the American League to start, and then next week when, when Jimbo's back, we'll talk about the National League because there's significantly worse teams there, more guys to go through. So when you go through the MLB Top 100, you know, Francisco Alvarez might get traded. 
if he gets traded to a big team, you know, value could go up. Um, but being on the Mets, already a big team, likely a scenario is value goes down because he's a Met. You know, the Tigers aren't trading Riley Green. The Diamondbacks aren't good. They're not trading Corbin Carroll. The Orioles are 46 and 46. They're not getting rid of Grayson Rodriguez and Gunnar Henderson. The Blue Jays probably aren't getting rid of Gabriel Moreno unless something really big walks in because um, Alejandro Kirk is doing really well. So, like, they could maybe get rid of him if, if you know, a big starting pitcher comes up. Potential. Uh, the Cardinals maybe trade Jordan Walker if they're trying to catch the Brewers. Anthony Volpe might walk out the door for the Yankees, depending on what shows up um, there. And so, like, you can go down this list and reasonably figure out which of these top 100 prospects could get traded. But there's not a ton of huge names, which is why we're going to go through American League. So you probably want to actually scroll farther down the list. And maybe when you get past 25, you know, you could see a guy that might get traded. Um, you know, the Rays, they want to upgrade. Maybe they give Taj Bradley a ride. The Blue Jays want to upgrade or Elvis Martinez might be out the door. Uh, Jason Dominguez might be out the door right? Michael Bush for the Dodgers might be out the door if they want an upgrade. Those would be the guys I'd expect to reasonably get traded at the trade deadline. Anybody within the top 25, especially because a lot of the top 25 comes from teams that are not good. The Tigers, the Marlins, the Rockies, the Pirates, um, those types of teams, the Rangers, the Guardians, the Diamondbacks, those types of teams are going to keep be keeping their prospects. So then, and I don't see Boston trading like a Marcelo Meyer way for any reason whatsoever. So then you'd be looking at, you know, your Diego Cartea's, your Tristan Casas's, and maybe Noelvi Marte and maybe Brett Beatty. Those are like the four guys inside the top 25 that I could definitely see getting traded away um, outside of Francisco Alvarez, who the rumor is he will get traded, but I don't know if that's true. So those are four guys right there. Tristan Casas, Diego Cartea, Noelvi Marte and Brett Beatty. Um, Carte is 13th, Casas 14th, Marte 19th, and Brett Beatty 20th on MLB Pipeline Top 100. Outside of those four guys, who knows? So now, now that we have that stage set and you can go through and look at the Top 100 list yourself and kind of figure out and then maybe do your buying based on that, say, hey, I really think, I really think that, you know, um, not Brett Beatty, but say, say Noelvi Marte. I really think the Mariners are going to go for it. I think they're going to trade Noelvi Marte away for a upgrade. Well, if Marte gets traded to, I don't know, the Angels for uh, somebody on their team, and we'll cover the Angels in a little bit, then uh, you could probably reasonably expect Noelvi Marte's prices to go up. But if Noelvi Marte gets traded to, say, the Tigers for one of their guys, I don't know if that moves the needle enough to bump up his prices. Uh, we will see. We will see. So let's go team by team and let's look at the standings here. So in the American League, there's not too many bad teams. So right now, Minnesota is 50 and 44 in the Central. Cleveland is 46 and 44. The White Sox are 46 and 46. Likely, unless they all have a, unless one of those teams has an absolutely terrible week coming up, they're not going to be doing any trading before August 2nd from their big league club to and become a rebuilding club. So it's likely going to be Detroit and Kansas City in the Central. In the East, the Yankees 64 and 30, Tampa Bay 51 and 41, Toronto 50 and 43, Boston 48 and 45, and Baltimore 46 and 46. All of those teams 500 or better. 
unless Baltimore has an absolutely atrocious week, I don't see any of those teams trading either. And even in Baltimore's case, if they do trade, it's like a one-year rental type guy um, that they can get some prospects back for and maybe fill in for the rest of the season from in-house. Um, so I don't see any major guys moving out of Baltimore. It would send a really bad look from the front office to the fans. If you're 46 and 46, and yes, you're 17 games back from the division, but from the wild card, you are significantly closer. You're only three and a half games back. That would look bad. And so I don't foresee them trading. So right now we're only at Detroit and Kansas City on trades in the American League. And then in the AL West, you've got Houston at 61 and 32. Seattle at 51 and 42, Texas at 42 and 49, LA at 39 and 53, and Oakland at 33 and 62. Oakland's definitely going to be traders. Los Angeles probably going to be trading. Texas, because they signed Corey Seager and they signed um, uh, Marcus Simeon, I could maybe see them holding Pat and seeing what happens and then just going into next year and not really moving anything off the team. If they get worse this next week, that could change. But for right now at 42 and 49, maybe if a few things break their way in the second half, they might say, yeah, we're right in this. So right now, realistically, I see four teams in the American League that will be trading talent away. Detroit, Kansas City, the Angels, and Oakland. So from there, you then have to look at the rosters and say, well... Who could get traded from our team? And for me, there's one really big player out here. One gigantic player out here that potentially could get traded. And of course, it is Shohai Otani. Now, will he get traded? Very unlikely. But he's a free agent after 2024. So he's got one year left. He's got this year and then arbitration eligible next year. If he were to get traded, obviously, that would be a Francisco Alvarez-type piece being moved for Otani. Um, if they don't think that they can win next year and they only have one year left of Otani and they don't want to resign him to a massive deal because they already have Trout and Anthony Rendon on massive deals, I could see them potentially moving on. And Noah Syndergaard, I could see them moving on and maybe moving on when he has one and a half years left to get the most value. So if Otani becomes a Met, Otani value going to skyrocket. So if you have the chance to pick up a cheap Otani and just wait a couple weeks, it's a gamble to see if he gets traded. But if he were to get traded, you could make some big money there. Likewise, Francisco Alvarez going to the Angels, probably a wash, but potential value play um, from Angels fans looking to get their newest prospect. So that would be the big fish in the sea is Otani. And of course, Otani this year has an 835 OPS and a 135 OPS plus, And he also is pitching insanely well. Uh, he has 87 innings pitched to a 2.38 ERA. All good things. Very impressive. Would cost a ton. That's the exciting one. That's the guy that everyone should be like, oh, if he gets traded, cool. One last guy from the Angels that could potentially get traded, Rossiel Iglesias. He hasn't been having a great year, 4-5-0 ERA as a 32-year-old, I believe. But a team that needs a reliever might trade for him, see if they can fix him down the stretch and see if he can become his dominant self again. I mean, he threw 70 innings of 2.57 ERA baseball last year with 103 strikeouts in those 70 innings. So if he can get back to that, 
you have one of the better relievers in baseball. Potentially a trade, but it would be kind of pennies on the dollar as um, he, uh, he, number one, just signed an extension, so he's pretty expensive and not as good. So I don't know. Rossi Iglesias is just another name I would keep track of, but I doubt they trade him because I don't know if anybody's going to want to buy into that four-year, $58 million contract. Next up is the Angels. The or Not the Angels, the A's. So the A's, of course, they're going to be trading. Their entire team is pretty atrocious. They've got two guys with OPS buses above 100. That is Sean Murphy, 27-year-old catcher, who they are not going to be trading away. And then Ramon Laureano, their 27-year-old outfielder, who they likely will be trading away. So Ramon Laureano is hitting 236, 318 with a 408 on base, or a 408 slugging, 726 OPS, 111 OPS plus. Um, nothing like spectacular to write home about, but decent in in this year's year. And if he gets into maybe a smaller ballpark like Milwaukee, maybe he could hit a few more home runs stats looking a little bit better. So Ramon Laureano, what he would cost tough to say he, uh, you have him through 2025. So there is quite a bit of value there. I do think he would cost at least a top hundred prospect, probably plus another close top hundred prospect, maybe one and somebody that's right in the one ten range. Um, or two back to end top 100 prospects. I could see that happening. He will probably be the next biggest name moved at the trade deadline from an American League team, and rightly so. He's a very good player. A lot of teams will be lining up for him if they need center field help and a guy who can hit in center field, like, you know, the Brewers, who don't have a center fielder right now um, since Lorenzo Cain wasn't very good. So Ramon Laureano, going to be pretty expensive. Uh, if Otani isn't traded, he will be the most valuable uh, asset from an American League team because of his contract. As for the other A that will likely get traded, Frankie Montas, he is free agency in 2024, so you'll have him for another year and a half. And he's been worth 1.7 wins above replacement baseball reference, 3.16 ERA in 99 innings. He's been really good. This is the type of guy that has almost no value in the card market because of playing on the A's and because he got traded from the White Sox to the Dodgers to the A's before he became like a really good pitcher. So he's been on the move all over the place. And for me, I think that was it was only three teams. Uh, oh, si traded by the Red Sox to the White Sox, traded by the White Sox to the Dodgers, and then traded by the Dodgers to the A's. Not many guys get traded or play on four different teams before finally breaking out. And so, you know, it's impressive what he's done, but that leads to a lack of desire because of what jerseys he's wearing on his cards and all that stuff. And so I do think this is the type of guy that is undervalued. And if he does get traded to a big team, if you were to go from, say, say the Mets wanted some pitching help and Frankie Montas goes from the A's, to the Mets or the Yankees want some pitching help or the Red Sox want some pitching help or somebody like that, you know, all of a sudden people are saying, oh, Frankie Montas, wait, this guy's super good. We haven't really paid attention to him in Oakland. And all of a sudden he's playing in big games down the stretch on MLB TV and MLB tonight and Fox on Sunday and stuff like that. And you get huge, huge value out of Frankie Montas because he'll be cheap 
And it just takes a couple more eyes and a bigger fan base to say, wait a second, this dude is one of the best pitchers in baseball. I need to have him. And so for me, Frankie Montas might be sneaky, sneaky, sneaky value um, coming up in the trade deadline, presuming he gets traded. Going from there, we have the Tigers. And there's a couple other guys on the A's. It should be pointed out. There's a couple of other guys on the A's. Um, Paul Blackburn was a reliever. I don't know, or all-star this year. I don't know if they trade him. And Cole Irvin also 3.21 ERA and 95 innings. I don't know if they trade either of those guys. They're both 28. But they could get traded. But for me, I think I would stick with those two dudes and trade Frankie Montas uh, while his value is uber high. And if you are, if your favorite team is acquiring Frankie Montas and your favorite prospect goes back in the trade, I would sell because the A's, I don't know. I just, having a prospect on the A's is not something I want to do right now. Uh, in the future, probably not a big deal, but the A's, uh, they're, they're a little bit bleak. Um, all right, moving on to the Tigers. And for the Tigers, there's not really a ton here to be traded. A lot of their pitching is young or disappeared, Eduardo Rodriguez. And a lot of their hitters are young and controllable or old and performing really poorly. Tucker Barnhart, 513 OPS. Jonathan Scope, 562 OPS. Javier Baez, 627 OPS. Yimer Candelario, 590 OPS. Robbie, Robbie Grossman, 602 OPS. Um like those are guys that you're not really going to want. And even a guy like maybe Eric Haas gets traded. I could see Eric Haas moving out of the door if the team needs some catching. But even then, like it's not worth a ton. Uh, the one guy that might get traded away from the Tigers that I could see is some relief pitching. Andrew Ch- Chafin. 32 years old, free agent at the end of the year, 2.45 ERA. That's the type of guy that get picks up a pretty decent uh, prospect at the trade deadline. Not a top 100 guy by any means, but somebody that you can dream on a little bit, has a decent time, and all of a sudden becomes a star in the future, kind of like what the Rays did with Austin uh, Austin Mead. And they also have you know Michael Fulmer, Joe Jimenez, Alex Lang, Gregory Soto, some of those guys probably not going to get traded. Gregory Soto for sure not going to get traded after his all-star appearance, only 27 years old. Alex Lang, only 26. All of these guys have the lowest ERA is 3.28 at Joe Jimenez. But I could see Michael Fulmer at 29 and Andrew Chafin getting traded away. But still, not huge value there. And then lastly, the last team on the list is the Royals. And for me, the Royals, um, they also don't have what I call much to trade away. There's a couple guys. There's a couple guys in there. Maybe this is the year Whit Merrifield gets traded. That'd be a big trade. Uh, He isn't having the greatest year, but I got to imagine he'd still fetch you a top 100 prospect. Great defense at second. Speed, insane speed out of a second baseman. Um, And and some some pop, some pop. Not a ton, but some. Uh, interesting, interesting player hitting 240 with a 292 on base and a 343 slugging, 635 OPS. Like, not having a good year, and yet you still might be able to pick him up. He has been playing right field this year, uh, but he is a second baseman by trade, and a team that needs a second baseman or a utility player might be able to pick him up 
Um, he is a free agent in 2024, I believe. So they have him signed through 2023 with a mutual option for 2024. If you trade for him, it might be like a scrap that mutual option, turn it into a player option type thing. He would probably take a top 100 prospect and uh, could be one of those guys that sneakily helps a team down the stretch. But I don't know if that's enough value to go after and buy some of his cards to hope he gets traded. And then lastly, on the Royals, for me anyways, um, Andrew Benatendi, of course, is going to get traded. He's hitting 317 with 386 on base and 401 slugging, 786 OPS. Like you'd be you'd be foolish if you did not trade him away. And so this is the other guy besides Ramon Laureano, who's probably going to be the second biggest guy traded away. But he is a free agent in 2023, so you only have him for one year. So it's half a year rental, which limits the value. Maybe you can sneak a back half of the top 100 guy for him. Um, if a team acquiring him really believes in his the bat going forward. But for me, I don't know. There's value there. Um, but half a year, half a year of value, tough to say. As for if you are buying Andrew Benatendi cards, yeah, definitely some value there because if he gets traded from the Royals and goes to a good team, not going to get traded back to the Red Sox probably, but goes to a good team and can help a team make it to the playoffs down the stretch, yeah, those those prices are going to be going up. Um, outside of Ben Attendee and Whit Merrifield, I don't really see too many other guys getting traded away. I think maybe, maybe if somebody wants some innings, they could trade for Zach Grinke. He hasn't been having the greatest year. 77 innings, 4.64 ERA. But if you just need a guy to eat some innings, you could do a lot worse than Zach Greinke. You know he's probably not going to get injured being this old, and so he'll just eat innings, eat innings, eat innings uh, for you down the stretch. And for a young team, maybe like the Mariners, who are relying on young guys like George Kirby, it might be worth getting a Zach Greinke in there to take a couple little starts away so that Kirby's healthy for the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, you've got Greinke in there pitching okay and he can eat up some innings down the stretch. Outside of that, guys, that's all I got for the American League. Pretty light, pretty easy to go through. Not huge names, but names that you should pay attention to nonetheless. In case they make it to your favorite team, prices can go up in a multitude of ways, whether it be stats or whether it be good news, and getting traded is always good news. So for me, like a guy like Ramon Laureano and a guy like Andrew Benatendi, like they've been in the news so much and it is very likely that they get traded. That's probably a pretty easy. Yeah, I'm going to buy a Topps Chrome auto of them for 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever it is. And then wait the moment they get traded, put, throw it back up and you could probably get 25 bucks for it, 20 bucks, whatever it is. Um, there's value plays all over the place. Not saying that will happen. Um, it does take getting traded to the right team. Also, you know, if Ramon Laureano gets traded to the Orioles, I don't know if that moves the needle enough as they are in last place and it's the Orioles, but even though I love them, they're fun. Um, I don't know if that moves the needle enough, but if Ramon Laureano were to get traded to the Red Sox, that definitely moves the needle. So keep that in mind. Trade deadline coming up outside of that. I've got nothing else for you today. Quick and painless podcast in and out. Hope you guys enjoyed this. 
I enjoyed talking to you. I look forward to Jimbo being back next week. We'll be at the National. Hopefully, we'll get to record something then. If there is no podcast next week, it will be because the National got in the way, and it will be two weeks. But I'll let you know on the Dingy Corner story if there is no podcast coming up. So thank you, everyone, for listening to today's Dingy Corners, and I will talk to you again next time.